Hey everyone, I'm John Tomey, the founder of Urban Tech, and your guide to the intersection of cities and tech. Let's dive in. This is the first official weekend edition of the Urban Tech Podcast. Welcome, I'm super excited. Today's edition is gonna be a little bit different than anything we've done before. Rather than a conversation, it's going to be an audio version of an essay that I wrote for Thursday on Flexport and the opaque world of international trade. But before diving in, I wanted to quickly call out the wild weather events that are happening all over the country, particularly in Texas, where for those that don't know, I'm from. I grew up in Houston, but most of my family lives in Austin now. And when I'm home, that's where I spend a lot of my time. So I wanted to quickly call out a couple of resources that a friend of mine, Nathan Ryan, a local business owner and commissioner in the city sent me that are doing a lot of amazing work. So if you're able to and looking for places to donate, please consider donating to these. So the three that Nathan recommended to me, and there will be links and show notes, the Austin Area Urban League, the Austin Justice Coalition, and the Austin Mutual Aid. So thank you if you can give anything and thoughts are with everyone in Austin. There's a pretty big cohort of the urban tech community there. So we're thinking about you. All right. So now on to the, so on Urban Tech Thursday, I published an essay that I've been working on for about the last month. It was a profile on Flexport, which is a company I am infinitely fascinated with and I've been thinking a lot about for the last few years. I'm so excited I got to connect with their team and learn about it. So today I'm gonna read a adjusted version of the essay that has been edited for a more audio version. So if you didn't get the chance to read it, this will be a good way to check it out. So here we go. We will explore today the wild world of logistics tech, an area that I find fascinating because the movements of goods and supply chains revolve mostly around cities. Given that major ports typically lead to urban development wherever they end up. To do all this, we're going to examine Flexport, which has the mission to be the operating system for global trade. Like most Americans, I fall into the predictable traps of thinking the U.S. is the center of the world. There's no more explicit example of this not being the case than when you zoom out a bit and consider the context of global trade. From a volume perspective, some of the world's most significant choke points for international trade actually occur in Southeast Asia. Think about places like Malaysia, Singapore. A recent article from Vox outlined that one of the most important shipping lanes on the planet is the Strait of Malacca, the shortest route between the Pacific and Indian Oceans, which you can see here as a congested line of ships traveling past Singapore, Malaysia, and Indonesia. About 40% of world trade passes through the strait each year, including much of the crude oil that comes from the Middle East to China. Over the last month, I got to connect with the Flexport team and get a demo of their product. I was truly blown away by the scale of all this. I think their innovation and their platform is changing the game, honestly, and it really gave me a better way of understanding the movement of goods around cities and also logistics and how we can continue to do it. So today's edition, we're going to look at a few things. Flexport is a business and platform, the processes of global trade that make Flexport valuable to international firms. And then finally, we're going to zoom in a little bit on Flexport Org, which is a unique initiative that shows the power of Flexport and how it's unlocking this visibility for everyone involved. 
So what is Flexport? Flexport is a logistics platform and global freight forwarder that over 10,000 organizations use worldwide to make their trade more effective and efficient. Since I'm not a tech expert and I don't want to dive too far into the tech stack today, maybe I can get someone from the Flexport team come on the pod and explain it, but I do want to give you some idea of how this tech is going. It will sound probably a little buzzwordy, but that's okay. From my conversations with the Flexport team, the easiest way I came to understand it and really how I am thinking about it, it's a cloud platform that is truly a single source of truth for shipping and logistics firms. So what that means is by having a single source of truth and powerful analytics shippers and logistics firms can make more strategic and data-informed decisions. And when you're talking about the scale at which Flexport's operating, that means a lot of money and value is really able to be added. So a couple of brands that you might know that use Flexport for their operations, Ring, the doorbell company, Outdoor Voices, the apparel company, Bombas, I love their socks by the way, Gerber, and then these firms gain transparency in their trade operations that would pretty much be impossible without Flexport. There's a bajillion players in these supply chain processes, and the way the Flexport team explained it to me, many of the inefficiencies of global trade come because there's just not any clarity in the process or on the goods moving through it. It's one of those areas where there can never be enough data. I know you might be rolling your eyes when I say that because it's a really techy thing to say, but in this case, I think it's actually really true. So how big of a business is Flexport? Flexport shared with me that its revenue in 2020 was 1.29 billion, which was almost 2x growth from the company's revenue in 2019. For the readers who care about valuations and investors, Crunchbase pegs Flexport having raised 1.3 billion in capital across a few rounds from investors that include SoftBank, Founders Fund, First Round Capital, and Bloomberg Beta. Flexport's platform includes logistics and shipping across air, ocean, and on the ground. All to say they can basically do any logistics imaginable besides space, but I wouldn't be too shocked if they eventually get there. As Elon and Jeff Bezos move to the stars, I'm sure they're going to be looking for shipping platforms and Flexport might be the one for them. So let's look at the inefficiencies within global trade that make a platform like Flexport so valuable. Flexport is not only crushing it as a business and having a broad impact because despite it being 2021, there's still an incredible amount of inefficiency in supply chains and global trade. While it can sometimes feel easy to see the rapid pace of change that's happening in supply chains and of late, particularly because of the rise of Amazon, the story of trade expansion needs to be looked at really over the last 50 years or so. So in the essay, I included a graph that shows the value of global exports. It spikes up pretty fast starting in 1950. Um, Go take a look at the essay and also link it in show notes, but it's super rapid. So things have been changing really fast for the last 50 years with innovations like cloud technology and advanced analytics, particularly accelerating these changes over the last 10 years or so. These are also helping remove some of the most significant innovation issues that have caused problems for shipping and logistics historically. Flexport's product team hit it home for me by explaining the crucial part of this visibility as this is where the opportunity can really have an impact on the market. And I think someone 
this is something that I've had, I worked with logistics and tech firms before and something I heard a lot about. And it, I think it's something that's really hard to explain. I think I found an academic who works at Michael Gravier, a Bryant University professor who's an expert on these issues, wrote a really great article in Supply Chain Management Review that I think summed it up. Go, I will also include that in show notes, but to summarize it, I'll read some short sections from it that will hopefully provide you some context. So this is from, this is from Michael Gravier's article. There's been quite a bit of supply chain media attention lately regarding how supply chain managers want more transparency and more visibility into the extent supply chain. There seems to be a sentiment that if only they could see what was going on, they can make better decisions, integrate operations more efficiently, and collaborate across firm boundaries. Firms like Procter & Gamble show the power and possibility of sharing information in supply chains. PNG engages in continuous planning and execution. Supply chain information isn't updated periodically in weekly, monthly, or quarterly forecasts and plans. Plans are continuously responding to information and operations adapt when required. So he goes on to explain two major hurdles in this. The low hurdle that he describes, the lowest hurdle is the authoritarian regime mindset. Bigger companies tend to throw their weight around because adding more information to track and adding more players into this decision-making process will slow decision-making to a crawl. It will lead to gridlock due to conflicting goals. It will slow agility and responsiveness. The high hurdle that Gravier explains is that International relationships play a huge role and are kind of maybe providing an obstacle in this. The first hurdle he would describe as super easy to overcome because I think supply chain managers, as he describes, are willing to adapt and innovate using a platform like Flexport, I think shows that. But the second hurdle is really hard. But in my opinion, I actually think Flexport's kind of playing a role to advance this conversation. I'll get to that in a second, but here's how Gravier describes this high hurdle. Currently, we exist in a global world that's dependent on cross-border data flows that has adopted no interoperability standards. Data is governed by trade entities. The world has yet to adopt a framework for dealing with data flows to fight despite the fact that data flows have increased exponentially for decades. This can be a real issue between entities with strong data industries such as the EU, China, and the US, and an even bigger issue for smaller or developing countries. What Gravier's saying is that the global policy and rulemaking frameworks of how data operates creates a lot of this opaqueness and silos a lot of things. I think actually, and where I'm going with this, is that Flexport and more people using it is at least moving this conversation forward because I think the way for these policies to progress is better trade treaties and ultimately better international agreements. And those take a long time to occur. I'm not probably the first person to point out that the UN and global NGOs can sometimes be slow to move. But in the space of shipping and trade, where there's still a massive global impact, Flexport is really doing this. In the newsletter, I highlighted a recent article that called out this and how Flexport's really launching greater data visibility across this. Go check it out. It's in Global Trade Review. I'll link in show notes. So now let's zoom into Flexport.org to bring this all a little bit down to scale. And I think, honestly, talking to the team at Flexport org is one of my favorite parts of this whole piece. So here's what flexport.org is. 
Flexport.org is a critical part of the Flexport mission. We believe that technology should help solve humanity's most pressing challenges. Given our unique platform and services and our position in the freight forwarding industry, we have an unparalleled opportunity and responsibility to help others around the world. Flexport.org offers programs for our clients, NGOs, and donor organizations that include carbon offsets, discounted shipping, and pro bono counseling. So Flexport.org is essentially just doing a lot of really cool stuff, in my opinion. Flexport.org also has a ton of urbanism and city vibes going on. Those carbon offset programs are obviously really one example. But I think one of my favorite examples is from the head of Flexport. Dot org. Susie Schoenberg, who is the head and founder. I got to chat with Susie, and honestly, we spent the first 15 minutes of the conversation geeking out about her graduate studies at UC Berkeley, where she got to study with a leading urban tech expert, Molly Turner. Molly's work was actually super influential on me. She has a great podcast that you should go check out with Jim Capsis, who's a former Obama administration. But let's get back to Flexport.org, though. That's just an anecdotal example, but Flexport.org released its 2020 annual report, which I also linked We'll link in show notes and the scale at which Flexport is .org is doing things. Here's an example. With shipping containers, Flexport.org was able to send around and help the process for 5,000 tarps for emergency shelter. For its air, for air con- cargo containers, 70,000 masks to protect against infection during COVID were distributed. And then by semi-truck, 9,750 meals to feed people in need during 2020 were able to get around. That's what I mean by the scale of all this is incredibly important. The volume of goods that they're talking about, and particularly during COVID, when medical supply chains have had a really huge stress, Flexport has really stepped up, I think, and has pushed the sector forward. And honestly, I'm super excited and I hope I get to connect with their team. I have about a bajillion questions on port and trade infrastructure and how they're going to meet new demands of e-commerce and things like that, that I want to ask them. They're really smart in thinking about cities and tech and they're awesome. And thank, thank you to them for giving me the time. So that's it for the audio essay today. I hope you enjoyed it. A quick note, if you saw on Thursday's edition. I am getting a puppy. So if you hear puppy barks in upcoming urban tech podcasts, I blame him. Make sure you're subscribing to the newsletter so you can see all the pictures. You can also go follow me on Twitter at John Tomey, T-H-O-M-E-Y, where I will definitely be sharing pictures. And I hope you have a good weekend. And for everyone in Austin and around the country, please stay safe and I'll talk to you soon. Take it easy. One final ask before I go, please continue to share the Urban Tech newsletter and podcast with friends, family, and colleagues, anyone who could benefit from learning about how tech is changing our cities more and more every day. Thanks, and I'll talk to you soon.